Welcome to the desert of the real. The Matrix is everywhere. It is all around us. Even now, in this very room. You can see it when you look out your window, or when you turn on your television. You can feel it when you go to work, when you go to church, when you pay your taxes. It is the world that has been pulled over your eyes to blind you from the truth. This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. You take the blue pill, the story ends, you wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to believe. You take the red pill, you stay in Wonderland, and I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. Remember, all I'm offering is the truth, nothing more. Much as you try to bury it, the truth is out there. Good morning and welcome to the Removing Confusion podcast. Today is March the 7th, 2022. To realize that liars do not fear the truth if there are enough liars. That the devil is just one man with a plan, but evil. True evil is a collaboration of men. And that is where we start. I may sound a little rough today for about the past five or six days I've been fighting what we call around here the unspecified upper respiratory infection or whatever. So if I sound nasally or if I start coughing incontrollably as we go along, uh, that's the reason why. I do not believe it's coronavirus because it doesn't exist anymore. No, the war in Ukraine has removed the coronavirus from its throne. There's no more masks. There's no more shot pushes. There's no mandates. They're going away because of this tyrant killer Putin that's invaded uh sovereign country of Ukraine, this upstanding country of Ukraine. Now, let me tell you something. We're going we're gonna to make some delineations here right off the bat. The people of Ukraine are just like us as far as, uh, as we go. Uh, there's innocents that are being hit, slaughtered, killed, raped, whatever, in that country that, that should not happen. It should have never happened. Um, we here at the Removing Confusion podcast and most of the friends that I have in my circle, which is not very, as they said in the old movie with Robert De Niro, uh, what was that? Meet the parents. You've entered this small circle of trust. And uh, we look at this as a, at, at all the different angles. Now, we're going to talk about this real quickly today because I don't think I got the strength to go too far. But uh, let's just go ahead and dive right in. Right now, when you flip through your channels on your 
uh, phone or your TV or your Facebook or your Twitter account or whatever you're using to get information. You're finding something that is very odd, very odd indeed. And it's that, that old, everybody's saying the same thing. You know, ABC, NBC, Fox News, CNN, Sean Hannity, Bill O'Reilly, probably Laura Ingram. I haven't watched her for a little while. All these folks are saying the same thing. Putin is a horrible man. He's a killer. He's a tyrant. He's gone in to crush this nation of Ukraine. Look, again, don't sell us a bunch of soap, Amway people. We don't want your soap. We want truth. I want to ask you a question, and you think about this as we go through. How many lies do you have to tell before we call you a liar? How many lies do you have to tell before we call you a liar or before you can be considered a liar? I'll give you my answer right now. It only takes one. Now, of course, there's the possibility that people just got it wrong. Uh, And this is the fog of war. We had a show the other day where we talked about the fog of war. And things were said in the beginning stages of this war. There was a, a report that came out very early, about 13 sailors. I think they were on an island somewhere off the Black Sea and don't quote me, but I'm close. <clears throat> and the Russian Russians came by in one of their warships, and they told them to surrender. And they just, you know, to be callous, they flipped them the bird and told them to go fornicate themselves. And then they say, this is what the news reporters on every channel put out right off the bat was the Russians opened fire and blew them away. Darn those Russians. How could they do that? Just wipe these men out because they wouldn't surrender. Well, they didn't. The truth is out now that, you know, the film that came out 20 minutes later was these Ukrainian sailors or whatever with their arms, hands in the air walking away with the their Russian captors. So there you go. A, a, a good, you know, then there was these, this thing. I didn't see this one, but I heard about it. The uh, uh, Ukrainian gray ghost that flew the skies knocking uh, Russian aircraft out of the air. It didn't happen. How much more are we going to find that didn't happen? I'm surprised, as well as many other I'm not a military strategist. I was in the military, but I'm not a strategist. I I don't study war. I study the Bible. I mean, the Bible's full of war, but I, that's that's where I have provoked a lot of my study. And uh, I'll say this. I'll say this. It does not make sense that they still have electricity, radio communications, internet, and telephone service in Ukraine. Putin has allowed them to keep that. If it was a total tyrannical takeover, 
then he would have knocked out everything. Now, they did kind of come down on a nuclear power plant, which had people shaking and thinking about Chernobyl from the 80s. But it didn't happen. It was, uh, again, you know, very, a lot of shaking of the, oh, my God, they're going to blow it up. And, a, and it was a, a, an executive building that got hit, not the power plant. And, you know, from what we understand, the Russians do have control of it, but they're not trying to blow it up. They're not ignorant. I mean, these aren't Japanese kamikaze soldiers that are going to go in and, and, and lay a bunch of bombs at the, at the nuclear power plant, blow it up, and, and hope they get away in their vehicles that they say are stalled everywhere. I saw an interesting video of a guy who, uh, you know, and evidently he, you know, I'm just quoting. He was a Marine, I believe, former. Uh, there is no such thing. He's a, a Marine, uh, uh, a United States Marine, who said, you know, I'm looking at this stuff that they're using, and it's all 1970s at, at, at equipment. And, you know, I, I know a little bit. I was, in, I was in the Army in the 80s. We had to learn you know, about uh, certain vehicles of the enemy. So you knew what they were. You know, you saw a Hind 29 helicopter or, or a BMP, uh, which was like an air armored personnel carrier, had a bunch of wheels on it. Uh, all these different things, Russian tanks. And you had to be able to identify them, you know, as opposed to everything that we had, which at that, that time, everything was going from that 60s and 70s style vehicle to things that looked like squashed bugs, but um, <coughs> or, or just bugs, I guess. But, you know, it's we had to know that stuff. And I started thinking about it, and I was like, you know what? He's right. They are using a lot of outdated, uh, especially the, the ground maneuver equipment. Now, hey, if it works, it works, right? So use it. Don't send your best stuff in first, because if they do to blow it up, then, you know, you got your good stuff back behind. But, you know, we have this convoy that's going into uh, Kiev that's been sitting there of now like 10 days, you know, 40 mile long. Trust me, there's something here that we're not seeing or we're not being shown, and that's more like it. I... Listen to a guy that I really like. I admire him. He's he's smart. He's a good good commentator. Mark Levin. And Mark Levin is one of those you're either with me or against me kind of guy. You know, if you if you differ in your opinion, it's like you're a Putinist. Now, I want you to know, as you've listened to me, those of you that have been with me, and I hope there's still some of you in Russia that are listening because I saw there were a few of you. I won't tell on you. <clears throat> Just because you have questions does not make you a Putinist. I made that one up. Just so you know, every once in a while, I maybe it's the the NyQuil or whatever. But you know, what are we doing? You know, we have we we talk about how Russia has come in and shut down the media. 
cut off the Facebook, done all these things that are just so communistic and Marxist. And look at it. It's like Lenin and Stalin all over again. What did we do? I talked about it the other day. We cut off the Russian TV news, RT, from platforms around the United States. They've been de, uh, not deep platform. No, they can still find them on YouTube, but they're not allowed to uh, have advertisements. So they can't gain any cash. And Sputnik, the other national, Russian national. Now, you know something? I want to hear both sides. I want to know what they're saying. I don't mean I'm going to fall for it. Now, there's some people that will. They'll say, well, look what I saw on RT. I was like, well, you know, you got you to gotta source your source, dude. You're looking at RT. It is the Russian TV news in, in English. So source it. But then again, look at the pictures. Look at the video. Listen to these people. What do they got to say? You know, maybe there's something in the underlying area there somewhere. We don't need to be afraid of any truth. Again, how many times do you have to lie before you're a liar? Mr. Biden and Mr. Putin. He's not he's he's one of those guys that probably perfected the art of uh uh, chameleonship. Let's put it, I'm making words up as we go along. I'm telling you. Uh, anyway. Again, do you have questions about this entire thing? You know, again, all the voices are saying the same thing. Putin, Russia, bad guy, bad person. Not talking about Xi in China or Un or whatever his name is in North Korea or the latest flavor of Ayatollah in Iran. No, we're not talking about them at all. What are we doing uh, with Russia and Iran and the United States formulating some kind of an odd partnership to come together with the new Iranian nuclear deal and yes i said iranian and i meant it i'm not like biden who calls the people of ukraine iranians because he's a flaming idiot Uh oh i got a head rush hold on <clears throat> that happens every once in a while <laughs> bear with me uh i'll try not to say anything that's just pops into my head today look every movie it's an easy sell. It's a real easy sell to tell us Putin is a bad guy. He is a bad guy. I mean, you know, I, go, I don't want to go up against him. I don't want our military, especially in the shape that it is now, to go up against him. And I, I love my military. I love my brothers and sisters in uniform. But they're depleted by an idiot in the White House and idiots in the Pentagon who have forced them to do things that were against their will, or they just said, no, I'm not doing it, and they're out, out in the street. Navy SEALs that were, were, were being forced to take the inoculations for the COVID, and either they 
took it or they're out. And if they go out, oh, we'll add a little something else to it. You pay us back for the training that we gave you. This is the type of people we have running the show. I like what Glenn Beck said in a little clip I've watched of him recently. He says, we're shivving ourselves. We're shivving. That's a, that's a prison term. Shanking, stabbing ourselves. The things that we've seen happen in the last, how many months? 12, 13, 13 months? To this nation alone, depleted of its oil reserves, you know, knocked off of the, uh, uh, the, the whole oil production scheme, inflation at its highest since 1970s, gas prices nearing $4. A friend of mine tells me diesel in his area, which isn't far from here, a couple of hours away, it was like four, 465 or 485 diesel folks when you see the semis on the road they run on diesel and the higher that diesel goes the higher the prices are going to be for the things in the back of that truck think food i don't care about new lawn furniture <coughs> excuse me or video games, or any of the other mess that's on the back of these trucks, because those things are there too. And, you know, we should have entertainment, but this is, you know, the new TV sets. We should have entertainment. That's what keeps our minds from getting bogged down in all the garbage that goes on around us. But everything that's in the back of that truck is going to cost more because the driver in the front seat's paying more for the petrol that goes into his tanks. Just like you are to pay for more for your gasoline. Is it nears $4 a gallon here in Ohio and, and has already eclipsed that in places like California, New York, and who knows what elsewhere, where all the liberals are running things and getting it all good. We need a soft coup of some sort, and I guess in November that's what will happen. But do we trust those people that tell us in November it'll all change? Let me tell you something. This is month number three. November is month number 11. We still have eight months of Biden and the imbeciles in Congress to ruin us more. Or grab us by the neck and drag us into World War III with a nuclear-powered Russia who may be faking their little bog down in the in Ukraine who knows you know the, the, the stuff they're spouting doesn't make sense to me when they tell me that oh look see Russia wasn't even ready to take on Ukraine i got a word for Mr. Zelensky the president of Ukraine be very careful my friend be very careful. If you don't know, seriously know the people that surround you, I mean that come in close contact with you, beware. 
I want to remind you of what happened in the, the, the run-up to World War I when Archduke Ferdinand was assassinated. He was a well-liked fella, and all of a sudden, boom, he's gone. And the world went crazy. Now, I don't wish any ill will on Vladimir Zelensky. I, I, don't want, I don't want to see anybody murdered in any regard. Even Putin. I don't want to see him you know, murdered. I want, I'd rather see him taken down in a political sense, in a, in a structural sense as that. Wrap him up in orange suits and throw him into the gulag. That's fine. But I, I got to tell you something. Lindsey Graham running around saying, we need to have somebody just take him out. we shoot him in the head. I say to you, Senator Graham Cracker, this is what I say. Better the devil you know. We know Putin. We don't know who would take his place. We are not going to be able to do in Russia like we did in Ukraine when we took out a, what seems to be what they say, a pro-Russian president in Ukraine back in 2014-ish and replaced him with Zelensky, more Western-thinking fellow with a billion bucks in the bank. We're not going to be able to do that in Russia. The vacuum created by a loss of Putin, however that happens, will put in someone we have no, re- no reasonable idea of. Is anybody thinking that? Is anybody thinking that? <clears throat> in World War I, there was a, a private in the English-British Army, and I believe his name was Henry Tandy, Tandy or Tanday. He's a, at the end of the war, he was a, a highly decorated private fighting force guy in the, in the trenches. On the German side, there was a fellow by the name of a corporal by the name of Adolf Hitler. Hitler was pretty well, you know, he was kind of a, an odd ball even then, but he was a runner. He would run from the trench to trench and take messages from one commander to another. And his commander gave him a, a, a packet of stuff and said, go here and do this, take it to so-and-so. So he took off running, you know, and of course, when you got outside the trench, you were, you were in dead man's zone, no man's land. And he was running from the trench to the next one, bullets flying everywhere. And he ran right straight into a guy by the name of Henry Tandy. Now, Hitler wasn't armed, so the story goes. He just had his pouch. He wasn't armed. He's just a corporal, a nothing guy. Tandy had him in his sights. He could have shot him dead right there and then. He let him go. Now, you ask yourself, why would you do that? Well, first of all, you don't have foresight as we call 2020 foresight, you didn't know that this dirty, you know, bestraggled German corporal was going to end up being the one of the most murderous people of the 
of the 1930s and 40s in Germany. So he let him go. He didn't shoot him. He, he, he didn't, he, he felt, maybe he felt compassion on an unarmed German soldier. Okay, maybe he should have took him captive. It wouldn't have made any difference. He's still alive. He could have still done what he did. It's one of those stories that we hear as we go through history that makes us wonder. Were, were the, would the things that happened in World War II have happened with or without Adolf Hitler? We don't know. Did they happen for a reason? Perhaps. We don't know. The devil never takes a holiday, and neither does God. That's just what we can take away from all that. Now, why did I tell you that story? I don't know. Maybe it's because of the NyQuil. But I'm just saying, you know, here we had an opportunity at one point to stop something, and it didn't. It, it, it commenced, and it happened. It escalated over the next, you know, 20 years or so. That was in 1918, I believe, that that incident happened. But we have made the Russians and Putin out to be such a bad guy. We got movies, we've got books, magazines, news articles, you know, an internet full of it to tell us just how bad these guys are. It's been going on since 1950 or so. And most of it's true. I mean, they're not, they're no paragons of virtue. But I'll tell you something in Latvia, there was a, prisoner of war camp run under the Germans and they had Latvian, you know, the Latvians fell kind of under their sway and they had Latvian guards and there's a lot of Jews in Latvia that were taken there and executed. Burnt in the ovens. Latvian people to this day, the ones who lived through it and lived through the ensuing Russian takeover of, of Latvia they say they didn't suffer anything compared uh, under the Russians compared to what they did under the Nazis. The Nazis were so much more insanely brutal than even the Russians. And the Russians have no soul at some point. When you take a man and make him believe that there is no God and then there is no religion, he can he can go into war and do whatever he wants he's he if he dies he goes nowhere he's done it for the motherland or the fatherland or the sisterland whatever you want to call it <clears throat> you know so to a certain degree the things that are written and said about the russian true you know we're not clean in anything either we've done things you know putin you know putin's had a lot of people murdered people that dissent against him you know uh, the gulags off to prison you know there's so so six thousand people supposedly that have been scooped up off the streets doing protests that have gone off to wherever there's been a lot of what they call disappearances in the last 40 years or more probably more, man, 50, 60 years even. Uh, because if you go against the, the communist ideal, zip, you're gone. But Putin has come out at times and been very um, 
friendly with the Russian Orthodox Church, which does make sense for a Marxist, Leninist, communist, uh, uh, Bolshevik, whatever you want to call him, to be friendly to the church. Shouldn't he have blown them all up like Lenin and Stalin did? He's kind of sided with the church in their stance against homosexuals and other perverted ideals that here in the United States we have the Methodist church and some of the Baptists and and others that are saying, oh, well, you know, it's okay. Abortion's all right, blah, blah, blah. But I'm going to tell you something. At a time such as we are now in, is very, you know, we're on a dangerous precipice, folks. I've talked extensively over the last many months about the new, uh, no, I'm sorry, the Great Reset, which also could be construed as the New World Order. And how do we get there? Well, you know, a lot of it was geared on the COVID nonsense that was going on, which is, again, slowly dissipated into the twilight of history as I snort into the microphone excuse me but you know now we're at another dangerous precipice another place that we didn't see ourselves coming to we didn't we didn't really think that we would enter into a third world war um it's like the Titanic, as it sailed, did they think they were going to hit an, hit an iceberg? But then they thought that they could withstand it, even if they did. This is an unsinkable ship. NATO is an unsinkable alliance of nations. With the United States captain at its helm. Now, with a good leader, that wouldn't be a bad thing. With a bad leader, it's a horrible thing. And we stand on that precipice right now. Or maybe we've stepped over the side like the coyote I've talked about in a lot of those old cartoons. Holding up the sign says the end is near. As he hangs in the air and then plummets to his... Well, he never dies, but you know, you don't die in cartoons. You just fall to your... Uh, disfigurement that you pop out of later we aren't going to pop out of this disfigurement if we fall off this precipice we need to get strong and we need to get right right now we need to pump oil from our ground but our determined leader has decided to well we'll get it from iran they're our buddies now, aren't they? Since we got rid of that evil orange man in the, in the White House, the Iranians are now okay. They're on our side because it's not me, Joe Biden, running the show. It's their Muslim buddy, Obama. And they know it. Do you? Do we? Have we figured out that Joe Biden couldn't run A crap game. That probably takes a lot more thought than a lot of things 
Again, whatever pops into my head today. Can he? He's been the worst, one of the worst possible uh, politicians in the last 50 years. He's a horrible vice president under a terrible president, a horrible senator from, a, from, a, uh, from Delaware. What's Delaware known for? They're known for credit cards, high usury rates. And who do you think was cracking a little bit of cash off of those MasterCards and Visas that were flowing out of, you know, out of Delaware left and right? Who do you think? Senator Joe. Uncle Joe. He's that weird uncle that you never wanted to sit on his lap. You know, he, his hand might have lingered in certain places a little more than you might like. Sleazy. Even to this day with his squinty eyes when he yells at you through the microphone and scolds you, you feel like, why are we listening to this rube? Well, somehow he got elected. I think we would have been better if we'd elected Alice Cooper. Those of us that are old enough to remember good old Alice. I want to be elected. Joe Walsh. <laughs> oh, my rock and rollers will understand. We are under dangerous times with weak, and I love the word feckless, once you know what it means, leadership, feckless, spiritless, weak, unusable leadership. And that's not just Biden. It's everybody around him. Nancy Pelosi rubbing her fists together as they talk about soldiers that are suffering from burning fire pits in Iraq. Weird woman. 82 years old and should be out. But she'll get voted in again because the people in San Francisco are losing their minds. I say this again to those who want to deem every one of us a neocon. I'm not a neocon. I'm not a Bushite. After Bush got out of office and, you know, some of us started to look at things, you know, there were people, because well, we had Obama, it made Bush look good. We started to look at things and say, he wasn't really a conservative, was he? The people around him weren't all that conservative, were they? And when I see them now, I'm like, why are we even listening to them, whoever they might be? Some of the people that I thought were rather intelligent at the time, and are, they are intelligent. The thing of it is, is these people are not stupid. Jen Psaki, the uh, vaunted press secretary under Joe Biden, She's not stupid, people. She's not stupid. She's not ignorant. She might be ignorant now. That's, that's a different label. But she's not stupid. She's, they know what they're doing. You can't do everything wrong by mistake. We repeat that. 
You cannot, cannot do everything wrong by mistake. You may do things and make mistakes, but when you do the track record backwards <coughs> on Joe Biden and his administration, everything they've done has been wrong for the American people. <coughs> Excuse me. And yes, I'm alone except for my producer, Otis. So we're not spreading germs. So there we are. Does that make sense to you? Have you even thought of that? That, you know, it's in the, in the, in the fog of everything. It's hard to realize that this fellow has not done one thing that made the United States look better. You know, Obama went on a world tour in his first few years apologizing they called the apologetic tour going around the the world telling people he was sorry that we won world war ii he's sorry that we did this we're sorry that we did that because strength (coughs) is something that we should be ashamed of in a world full of people who want you dead and especially the chinese and their party, the communists, they want Americans gone. They've tried to come up with a way to do it, and they call it COVID. If we can infect them with that, and then, then literally swab millions of them, we can come up with a viable resource through DNA off of those swabs that were done for the PCR tests to concoct a new version or variety of death and release that. Maybe we'll kill off the Scandinavians first. Uh, maybe we'll kill off the you know, Irish or the German extracts of the United States population. They have come up with these kinds of things. You look and see what we have done in the area of DNA profiling. (sighs) I am so sorry. Here in the United States for criminal procedures, you know, uh, a lot of the cold cases that are being cracked are being cracked by genealogical DNA profiling. If they have the DNA of the perpetrator, they can track that around somehow. And, you know, you, a lot of people have done a little spit in the tube and send it off to 23andMe, or maybe they were actually locked up somewhere uh, where your DNA is taken and stored in a, in a database somewhere. But a lot of it's that spit in the tube and send it to 23andMe, which is a, you know, genealogical site. And by that, they can find out the markers that bring them to a family and then follow that family. I, you know, it's, it's amazing what they can do with that DNA. So don't tell me that it's something that's being used for good. We already know folks, please listen. The ones that when we do something and use it for good, there's someone on the dark side of things, the devil himself, whoever, who runs that show. Well, we know he does that's using it for evil. When we're trying to track somebody, 
to capture this guy and put him away for a, 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 a murder, maybe from 20 years or 30 years ago. And they do it all the time. They've got DNA profiles they can do now where they can figure out just about what you look like from the DNA, make a picture of you. And they are amazingly close. What color hair, eyes, you know, what palette of skin you have. And they, you know, they can morph that into a, a, a picture. So don't think that they haven't figured out how to weaponize this stuff with viruses. It's, they don't want to come in here and nuke the United States. There would be nothing left for them to inhabit. They'd have to rebuild the whole thing. What they want to do is get you and I out of the way. Then all they got to do is bulldoze our corpses into holes somewhere. I know that's gross, but gruesome, but that's the truth. We have to be prepared, folks. If you're not running, I love Glenn Beck used this analogy, and I'm going to steal it from him just for a bit. If you're not running for the lifeboat, at least be putting on your life jacket. At least be somewhat prepared for what may come our way. I'm going to tell you right now, we are going to have a rough summer, it seems like, or the harvest time. Wheat production is going to be way down. They grow a lot of wheat in Ukraine, folks. They grow a lot of wheat in Soviet in, in, in Russia as well. Well, we do our fair share here, but they do a lot. If we get ourselves ostracized from all that, and, oh, yeah, fertilizer is going to go through the roof. The natural gas that it takes to, to uh, make fertilizer products is expensive, when it used to not be natural gas, I mean, you could throw a stick in the ground and it would come out at you. But now, you know, the tap's been shut down. We've actually lost a fertilizer plant down in Louisiana. So and it, it, is it being rebuilt? I have no idea. I don't think it is. It's just gone. Who could afford to build anything? Is there any material to build it? And it would take... a. a a year or two probably to put something like that back together. And that's not going to get you through this summer. You better be ready this summer. Do you have seeds? Do you have uh, a place to plant a garden? If you do plant one, if you, if you have trouble uh, with arthritic problems, find someone who will help you build raised beds. You can, you can, do those without a lot of bending over and kneeling down. Just get the basics, your tomatoes and uh, peppers and squash and whatever. You know, sometimes you can grow, some people do really good growing pickles. I don't, I, I, I seem to fail at that. My, my ground isn't working out as well as it should. But the, um, every year I put in a nice size garden. I, I, I'm debating on how big it will be this year. 
<coughs> but we have to start thinking about taking care of ourselves. Head for the lifeboat, or at least have on your life preserver. Grab the little donut thing, you know. It says SS Minnow on it. From the old Gilligan's Island. It's three-hour tour. It may be a three-hour tour for us. All right. Have I covered enough of that and made you feel all down and jumps and, oh, man, he just brings nothing but doom and gloom. Well, it's not doom and gloom. It's truth. Truth is important. We have to be ready to handle what comes our way. And the reason, well, there's a reason for that, isn't there? God wants us to know what's coming our way. Don't listen to the preachers who have no idea. I'll tell you, there's a bunch of those running around. They want to, <coughs> they want to spend all their time talking about things like, uh, I give a salvation message every week. I had a preacher tell me that one time. And that's fine. Do that. People need to be saved. I mean, for crying out loud, that just makes sense. But uh, we're we're entering a point where we need to we need to start seeing what's what's on the horizon for us. We need to start understanding. The times they is a changing. Now, in my own personal struggles the last few days, I clicked onto a link on YouTube, and it was piano music. I said, well, I'll listen to that for a minute. On Sunday, I skipped church Sunday because I was sick. And they'd play some music, and then they'd uh, have a verse of Scripture up there. And I was like, well, that's kind of cool. You know, it was three hours long. I didn't watch the whole thing, of course, but I listened to some. It was very nice. This guy by the name of Dappy Keys, D-A-P-P-Y, Keys. He's got a bunch of these videos. They're very long. You just put them on and let them play while you're cleaning the house or maybe even going to bed and needing sleep. But it, it reached out to me, this one. I don't remember what song was playing or whatever because I was just kind of hanging there. Jeremiah thirty seventeen. For I, and it's God speaking, for I will restore you to health. Boy, did I need to see. I I really needed to hear that at that time. And it, it just kind of hit me. So, of course, I started digging deeper. And uh, down, the, down the page a little bit, Jeremiah 30, 22. And ye shall be my people, and I shall be your God. Well, that's Old Testament, Tom. I don't care. Old Testament's as relevant today as it was when it was written. Isaiah 43, 1. Fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by my name. You are mine. I find that to be very comforting. Let's stand fast together, and let's hang tight. Please. I don't care how much room you don't have. If you've got a garage or and some old car out in the driveway that you can store food in, do it. I just 
buy the things that, that last. Dried beans, rice, canned food last three or four years. We need to be up on this because it's coming to a point, folks, where food is not going to be as easy to find. So, water, some kind of electrical help, and uh, I just I I, I want I want my friends and my listeners to know that I'm not trying to be doom and gloom. I'm just telling you the truth. We are on our way to something that doesn't look good. So be prepared. Be prepared. It's not your. It's not your daddy's World War Two. This is, this is Biden's World War Three that we may be on the precipice of. Everything else he's done has been really horrible for us, so this probably won't be much better. Until the next time, if there be, and God willing, Tom Richardson's going to say goodbye for today on Monday, March 7th, 2022. Pray for peace. Pray for the people of Ukraine. You know, pray for the people in Russia as well. If their leadership's as bad as ours, <laughs> they need it. Pray for your leadership as well, because that's what the Bible tells us to do. Have a great day. Goodbye.